Blog Talk Radio. That's 917-889-2693. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. We got the chat room open as usual. Come on in, have a chat. Sister Sirius says peace and blessings. Hello, everyone, in the chat room. Hello, everyone. Uh, How's it going, Laura? It's going good. Can't complain. Yeah? Everyone doing, doing well at your house? Yeah, you know, we're all sort of hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. You know, Bean and I had this, like, amazing, um, we've been doing really good, you know, my bunny Bean. Mm-hmm. She, um, when she gets outside, she's not a big fan of me picking her up, and she'll run, like, away from me a lot. And we had this whole little thing, and then Stormy has to go and sort of herd her into the house. But it's done very, very slowly, and everybody knows what is happening, and they have this whole route that they go, and it's, like, really slow, and Bean sometimes will, like, flop over and take her little time and chew some grass. This is my bunny. And then then she'll get up slowly, and Stormy will walk closer, and then she'll run into the house into her pen. Mm-hmm. Or she actually has a whole room in the house. It's more like Bean's room. <laughs> And, yeah, like, seriously, with furniture and rug and, like, everything is bean-oriented in that room. And then, so today, it was it was getting kind of hot, and I was, like, and I had to leave. And I don't like her just coming in the house by herself because she chews wires, mm-hmm. regardless of anything that the pet psychic says. And uh, I, said to her, I said to her, Bean, do you really feel like going through this whole herding thing into the house? I can just pick you up right now and take you in. And she just let me pick her right up. I was so proud of her. Wow, that's amazing. I know, I was so, so proud. Bean. I know, I was like kissing her, telling her how proud I was. And then she has a little routine. When she's in her room, she gets three treats. Mm-hmm. And she knows if you only give her two treats, she gets very mad and starts stamping her foot. <laughs> and God forbid a pet sitter only gives her two treats instead of three treats. She'll be mm-hmm. like calling me all day. So-and-so only gave me two treats, not three treats. Then I have to call the pet sitter, and the pet sitter has to come and make up for it, and she'll have to give her four treats. <laughs> so do your pets, is that a common thing? Do your pets call you when you're away? Mm, yeah, they do. They do. They're like, Mom, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> Does it work like yeah, a phone do. call, kind of? like. All the time. Yeah, but with the phone call, you can press ignore. With the pet, you can't do that. <laughs> so if you don't, if you ignore them, like, they'll just keep calling? Oh, yeah, they'll keep calling me. Mom, what are you doing? Mom, you're at the beach? You're at the beach without me, Mom? Mom, come home and get me. Mom, take me to the pool. That's amazing. <laughs> That's really, really cool. That's awesome. Well, good job, Bean. I know. I'm so proud of her. And uh, Stormy is uh, thinking positive as usual. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he's real positive. Oh, he's doing good? Yeah, and how are you guys? 
oh, they're they're good, you know. I have a little, they you know, they might bark through the show, but they're mad because I closed the door to go outside. But they might, there's like uh, squirrels out and about, and I think they're barking at them. So I'm, I've decided yeah, to keep them in. Squirrels all are, are our friends. Squirrels are our friends. Yes. That's what I tell Luca. That's our <laughs> <laughs> So um, I have a couple things to bring up. One being I have a friend who I'm not sure what the reason is because I haven't talked to him in depth, but he has a parrot that needs a home. So do you know of oh, any bird yeah, things? I think I know someone who does. No, I think I know someone who wants him. Oh, really? Is, yeah, serious. So what kind of parrot is he? Okay, hold on. Let me find it. It says here, it's a yellow-naped Amazon parrot named Henry. You have to send me a picture in the age, and I think I know somebody who wants it. And it, um, he has a nice, um, cage, is it called a cage, bird cage? Yeah, bird cage. And um, he's had the... I should have had him on the show, but I think what happened is, if I have the story correct, he was on a bus one time and met this um, older woman, and she was just sitting next to him on the bus, and she happened to talk to him about her parrot, and he said, oh, yeah, parrots are cool or whatever. And so she wanted her phone number, you know, because, like, she was, like, this old lady who didn't, I don't know, who seemed like she was just friendly. And so he gave her the phone number, and next to his name, he wrote, Eric loves parrots. And when oh. she died, the daughter found this note, and that's how he inherited this lady's parrot. No but he didn't know her. Way. No yeah, way. and he had the parrot for a really long time. He had this parrot for a really long time, apparently. And I don't know why he has to um, have to adopt it out now, but perhaps it's because his family is growing, and so maybe they don't. Yeah, have well, we'll have to find out how old the parrot is because this man mm-hmm. had his parrot for like. 40 years or 50 years and the parrot just passed away. Oh, and wow. They are they rescue this this house seriously rescues chickens. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. They have over 78 chickens. And oh my gosh. You know, seriously, it is unbelievable and they have doors that go open in the mornings that go they open and all the chickens run out of the doors. <laughs> they have little sprinkler systems that, like, miss the chicken. They get oh. fed, like, this mush, and and she goes around and gives them little bugs, and I swear, these chickens look better than I do. That's and amazing. Like, that sounds perfect. Yeah, she tube feeds them when they're sick, but there are parrots in the house, and so mm-hmm. they have some parrots, too, but I don't know if he's going to want a really old one. I see. But we can... We can put it out there. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's probably an old parrot if this older woman had it and now my friend had it. So I'm not sure. He might want it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll find out the information and um, send it to you and all that stuff. Um, The other thing is I was looking uh, on ABC News and I saw this interesting story about tracking lost pets using social networking. And, um, yeah, I guess a lot of people are using Facebook, Twitter, and Craigslist. And there was this really cool story where someone had put their uh, pet app, put, you know, lost my pet, whatever, to the description. And then a friend had seen another post about a pet that was found. And they connected the dots and it ended up being her friend's pet. 
so yes, you know, please. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are using that. So I encourage, um, you know, if you have a lost pet, we don't do lost pets on the show, but if you have a lost pet, try checking out um, Facebook, Twitter, Craigslist, any of those social um, media sites, and post your uh, pet's information on there because you never know who's and looking at that. Don't give up. Yeah, don't, don't give, give up. up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. You have to go to the county shelter. You got to go there and look. Don't just trust them when you call them. You gotta oh go. yeah. Go and mm-hmm. look, and also stop at your local vets' offices to see if any animals been brought in. Put posters up, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was my little story of the day. Um, should we go to phone calls? Sure. Anything else? Look for it. Okay. Um, our first caller is Latasha. Let's see if I can get her here. Latasha, are you yeah. there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Hi, hi, Laura. Hi, Latasha. What's going on? Moo cow's at the vet right now. Um, he has a um, he has a cyst, and um, there's a fifty fifty chance that he would survive the surgery. He's in a lot oh, of pain. Yeah, he's in he's a lot of pain. Yeah, it's moo cow. Oh. Yep. And he's got, he's, he's, um, and so when did this just come? Did it just come really fast? It, I mean, the, I mean, we noticed the past couple of days he's been in a lot of pain. He stopped eating his food, and, um, when they did x-rays, they said that it probably was starting to develop over, like, a month. Um, oh. but they said if they do surgery, there's a 50-50 chance that he would survive, and they don't even know if it, it can if they can fix the problem. And so oh. I'm at the vet oh. right now and she wants me to make a decision and I of course I can't do anything like this without talking to Mikhail first. Oh my goodness. So you have to make okay, so for all of you out there that don't know about Mukau who's a regular on our show, he is an adorable guinea pig. And um so you, so you and Moo Cow have to make the decision right now or fairly soon about whether or not Moo Cow is going to go to heaven or do the surgery or. Yeah, I don't know if he. I have the option of either putting him to sleep or doing the surgery, seeing if they could fix the problem. But they, she said either way, he's going to pass away because he's really sick. Oh, so either way, he's going to pass away. Yeah. Oh, and Mukau just got a new friend. I know he did. Um. Okay. So now is Mukau tranked now, or is he? Is he? Is he? Um. Does he have any tranquilizers in him? What is? I don't know. He's at the vet right now. Um. I'm sitting okay. in the parking lot, the vet's office. So I don't know. She just said he's in a lot of pain. Okay, I'm going to get Mukau right now, and we're going to see what Mukau has to say. Hold on, everybody. I sort of feel like my friend is calling me from the other side. He says he has feelings in his back toes right now that also hurt. He says he feels like his whole body is hot strings. 
is my mom at the other end of the tunnel? Because I keep seeing this tunnel and my mom is waving at the other end. But it doesn't make sense. I don't think my mom is in the earth. How does that happen? So what's happening is probably Mukau is because he's getting a little bit closer to passing that he's starting to see the other side. And um, what's happening is on the other side, to make it easier for him, there's a view of you on the other side. And sometimes I used to think that this was like angels pretending to be us so that our animals would feel more comfortable. Um, Or it's like, like, um, an old memory that he's seeing, but I I think more now that it's we have this higher self that's connected in heaven, like we have this, and we can be almost another reality, and so there is a part of you that will welcome him on the other side. I don't want to do the surgery because I don't think I have enough strength. But I want my mom to hold me when I go. I'm not scared. I don't think she'll let me hold him. Um, he says that he even now feels how much you love him. Um, so you don't think that she'll let you hold him? So how is like how will his little body be? What do they do? She- well, he's going to be in a room with gas, and Dr. Fowl will be holding him the same way that she put Trooper to sleep, my other guinea pig. Um, yeah. She just, she held him, and she, and she, and she petted him. So it'll and be then, his bed. And then just do an injection? What do they do? It, they fill the room with gas, is what she, was how Trooper was put to sleep. Their veins oh. are too small, so she won't inject him, but I think, oh. um... So are you allowed? Room. So you can't even. So you can't even be in the room. No, because no, because of OSHA rules, I can't be exposed oh. to the gas. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, no, I'm just saying it's interesting because he says that he can feel your love and he can almost feel like being held now up to your cheek. So maybe there's something too that's making it feel like you're there with him. Let me tell him that you'll not be able to physically be there, but you'll be you'll be sitting in a place really calmly thinking about him and sending him love. I feel like my mom is with me now. Please, please tell my mom thank you for getting me a friend and I'm sorry I have to leave. My friend is on the other side, and he's jumping. Trooper. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Riddle will be fine. He's not that attached to me. Is that true? Well, uh, you know, they're still bonding. They haven't really had a chance to bond. Did Mukal want me to take him home so he could tell goodbye to my dad, to his dad? Or does he want to just, does he just want to go to heaven now? I think the car ride will make my ribs hurt me. 
I think it's best if you help me now. It's going to be really hard for Dad, too. Yeah. I think it's best if you help me now. Aww. Okay. So one of the things that we want to tell the animals when they pass is to tell them to fly really high. But since little Mukau sees a tunnel, we want to tell him to run through the tunnel as far as he can go. And um, I already see Mom waving. She's so pretty. Did you know my mom is the prettiest woman alive? Aw. You tell him that I love him so much. It's so hard for me to let him go. I know it's hard, but you're strong. And it's just for a little while I'll see you again. I know we will be together again. He's also said that he'll sleep under the covers with you. Okay. Oh, Latasha. We'll be thinking about you. Yeah, let him know that he's going to be really happy in heaven with Trooper and that there's going to be lots of grass to eat and he's really going to like it. Lots of room to run and play. Yeah, Trooper's told me all about it. It's a cool place. It is. And we'll all be together someday. It has mazes to play in, too. Mom, I'm going to be just fine. Aw. Okay. Thank I'll eat grass for you. Aw, well. We're going to be sending lots of prayers. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, Latasha, be well. Okay, I will. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, moo cow. I know. Oh, I started tearing up. It was so, I know. so sad. Moo cow's our little regular on the show. I know. <laughs> and well, you guys moo cow helped his friends at heaven not too long ago, just a couple of months ago, right? I know, I know. Poor guy. Um, we have, we're going to go straight through to Nicole. Hello. Hi, Hi, Nicole. Hi. How are you? Um, I've called before. Um, I have a Shih Tzu named Ramsey. He's a white, he's white and brown. And then okay. I, cur- and I'm currently added a new addition to the family, um, Sparkle. She's white and black. Oh, now, I would like to know a little bit about Sparkle. Okay. And how old is Sparkle? She is three and a half, three months and two weeks. Oh, God, she's a baby. Oh, yeah, she's a big yeah. a big old little baby. <laughs> and so what do you want to ask her? I would just like to um, ask her what are her likes and dislikes and just get a glimpse of what she has to tell you about her personality. Ramsey said his dislike is her biting his ear. Oh, yeah. She does that, and um, I tell her to stop. <laughs> How did, does Ramsey like her? Ramsey says he likes her a lot, but she doesn't stay smart for very long. Oh, she doesn't stay, stay smart? 
<laughs> yeah, for very long. <laughs> the age, though. She'll get smarter and smarter. Yeah, but she does bite on his ears and his tail and stuff like that. He says he wants to be hand-fed with her. Oh, really? Because I'm yeah. feeding her three times a day, and Ramsey only eats once. So I try to explain to him that I also fed him three times a day when he was younger. Oh, he wants to eat. Maybe give him just like a couple. What okay. do you feed them, kibble? Yeah, feed him oh, like kip- a couple of kibble or something. Oh, so he's a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, or he says he wants to be hand-fed, so maybe that's a treat. Okay, no problem. Um, okay, let's ask Sparkle what she thinks about life. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, what she thinks about life. I like my mom because when I walk, she talks to me. <laughs> she explains to me how the whole world works. <laughs> and when I get confused, she says, come this way. Mm-hmm. She's really gentle when she puts me down. Yes. <laughs> she thinks life is a mystery and sunshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the dark, I sleep. I like my food. Good. When I play with Ramsey, I like when he makes noises. Oh, yeah, he does a little growling thing. (laughs) Is he doing it to tell, is he playing when he does it, or is he doing it to tell her to go away? I think both. (laughs) Sometimes he, you know, does a little growling to play with her, and then when he gets really agitated, he um, kind of barks and growls. Oh, Oh, that's okay. That's good. So she she loves Ramsey and her new home. Yeah, she says Ramsey's her best friend and her mom is her ruler. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so getting her potty trained. <laughs> I love my new home. Good. Mm-hmm. This place is more fun than my old home. Really? Oh, I thought she would have missed her her um, litter mates. No, because I have Ramsey. Okay, good. And my mom is talking to me all the time. That's good, so when you talk to her, she's understanding you. That's really nice to know. Oh, great. <laughs> well, she says, I don't, she says, oh, well, I don't understand everything. But yeah, not learned. yet, Sparkle. <laughs> she's learned. Oh, yeah, Ramsey. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. Okay. Have fun with them. I sure will. <laughs> okay. Fun Bye. Did you, oh, did you hear how she was like, she was like, talk to Sparkle, and Ramsey's like, I don't like it when she blows my ear. <laughs> I know, that was like, funny. Like, Ramsey just like burst in. That was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I think it's because Ramsey's been on the show before. Yeah, right, he knows. He knows. He's like, oh, wait, let me, I need to talk to you for a second. He's like, I got to get this in before she hangs up. <laughs> and also, oh. give me snacks when you feed her. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so we are now ready for our 
awesome guest from the Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center. We have Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello. Hey, Karen. Hey, Laura. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. As we get closer and closer to seeing the finish line, you know. Yes. So, for all of you out there, Karen is one of my very best friends, and uh, she is working with Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center. And Karen will is one of those people that will go to any length for an animal. I mean, she... And you know there's this country western song that says, um, it says, you know who your friends are, you know, when you're, do you know that song? You know who your friends are when you're stranded in the middle of nowhere? And oh, yeah, 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 I've heard it. That's Karen. <laughs> Every time that song comes on, I think of Karen, because she'll drop anything for a friend. Yeah, well, you really this are. morning, on my way to drop off one of my boarding dogs at the groomer, Little brown pit, been hit by a car. People were able to at least get it still in one place. Nobody knew what to do. I had to go over and sit in the grass next to it. I was able to get the dog. Obviously, hurt. But all these people swarming around this little dog, and, you know, it's shocky and scared, and people didn't know what to do. But, you know, I just wind up in those places for ungodly reason. I don't know what happens. Well, because you're the only, you know how to take care of it and deal with it. So did you find its home? Uh, no, we were able to uh, get it over to Jolene over at Humane Society. She actually was driving by, so I was able oh, to get it to Jolene, and she was going to run it to the vet. Oh, was he like a It looked like it came out of a harness because it still had a piece of the harness on him. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so sad. I hope he's okay. Yeah. So, yep, on a, finds me. On, a, on a lighter note, tell us about your rescue center. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is something that we're all very, very proud of. Um, This is called the Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center, and it is Ventura County's very first no-kill animal shelter. Um, And for those of you who don't really know the the ins and outs of no-kill, basically is we're not going to kill an animal for space or convenience or for, uh, you know, not wanting to spend or have the funding for medical care, et cetera. Um, We are... Everybody within this organization has been doing rescue with one, you know, in one form or another. We have Tiny Loving Canines, uh, Holly, who is our executive director. We have Carl, which is the Canine Adoption and Rescue League involved. Um, we got a lot of key players from the county that all pulled their resources together to, together to make this thing happen. So we are, we are thrilled. We're excited to get this thing up and going. Great, and so how is the facility? Is it ready yet, or is, when do the doors uh, open? Well, what I'm hoping is, is that everybody will come out to our grand opening event on the 26th, which is this coming Saturday. We have a big street party of sorts. Uh, we'll have a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Uh, we've got all kinds of vendors, people that like uh, Great Life Dog Food. We have the Boys and Girls Club, the Santa Paula. We have Canine 101. We have Coastal Canine Dog Walking Surface. We have Anna Kappa Photos, Best of VC Marketplace, and of course Carl will be there. We got US Detection Dogs. We have Petco, Mountain View Golf, Margot Plummer, who does awesome uh, art. She paints your animals, paints take pictures of your animals. The Moose Lodge across the street and here in Santa Paula is going to be providing all the food. We have uh, Happy Rainbow Face Painting. We have Canine Pals Agility, who's going to do an, a demo. 
We're also throwing in a vaccination clinic. So if you guys are out there needing some vaccinations for your animals, we'll be doing that on site as well. And that's being provided by Dr. Blanton's office, who's Santa Paula Vet Clinic, and Dr. Rogers of Four Paws Vet Clinic. Uh, new company, I'm not quite sure what it is. It's called Poop Pack. Um, we got Second Chance Cocker Rescue and Canine Body Shop uh, Animal Massage. And then, of course, Adam McPhail, who is the Santa Paula City Animal Control Officer, will be there with his truck, and he's going to show off all of his animal control gear. Happy to talk to the public. And then, of course, we have the pet barn that's going to be there, too. Wow. Yeah, so it's, wow. Uh, it's an that's animal and field day. Yeah, that's a huge event, it sounds like. Are there going to be dogs for adoption there? There will. Actually, I will have several of, of my dogs that are up for adoption. And, of course, we have Sparky, appropriately named after Spark, who was our first, I would have to say, unofficial, official uh, owner turn-in. We, uh, you know, we're not even open for business yet, but it was a desperate situation, and so we named him Spark. And oh. he will be there sporting one of our bandanas, and he's available for adoption as well. So there will be several animals to look at. Okay, and tell us what Spark looks like. The dog Sparky? Yeah, the dog Sparky. Ah, he's a little black and white terrier mix. He's about five months old. Um, he is, he's got two very blue eyes, which is very unusual. Um, very interesting little boy and just as sweet as can be. Bedtime, he comes straight to bed, gets under my arm, he curls up and he's asleep. He's out. No oh, playing around, playing around. Um, gets along How with my... How much does he weigh? Pardon? How much does what? he weigh? How oh. much does he weigh? I'd say he's probably maybe about 10, 12 pounds right now. Or, yeah, oh. I don't know, maybe 14 pounds. Oh, I'm not good looking good. at it on site. He's small. He's young. Um, yeah, he's a but he, again, he's a little terrier. Uh, they can go to our website uh, at www.sanapaulaarc.org. And if they pull up our adoptable dogs, they'll see a picture of Sparky. He's quite the photogenic boy. Yeah, and he's going to be on Pet Psychic Radio page and also on my website, PetPsychic.com. And oh, so, awesome. So, Kathy, what would you like to ask Sparky today? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I sent a list of uh, yeah. questions, but you, a lot of it yeah, is. Huh? You said, would you prefer to be an only dog or maybe just one other dog? Yeah, the reason I ask that is because he uh, he constantly antagonizes and just hounds the other dogs. They're playing or they're just laying there, and he just, you know, cannot seem to just be still and just be able to relax. Now, he loves to curl up in Brewster, my big old lab. He'll curl up right on top of him and sleep. But if anybody gets up and moves, he runs over there, he'll bite their ears, he'll bark at them, he's in their face, he's obnoxious, you know, it's just... And they they all do very well ignoring him. Nobody's heard him. And I'm just wondering, is he lacking attention from him, or would he be better off with maybe one other dog or maybe more human contact? Um, I'd really like okay. to get him into the right home. Okay, let me get him. And that could be age-related, too, and just the dogs need to scold him a little bit when he does it. Right. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's the first terrier I've ever fostered, so it's been an interesting he's experience. A, he's a cute little bugger, I'll tell you that. Okay, let me get him. He's got, like, black ears and white shaggy face and a black yeah, spot on his Yeah, he has a smiley face on his back. If you get a chance to look at his back, I don't know if you'll see anything. He has two eyes and a smile. Perfect on his back. It looks <laughs> like he's got a smiley face. 
That's cute. Okay, let me get him. I'm going to tell Karen I want to stay with her. Says an every dog. Yeah. The animals here love me. Interesting. They're, always, they're <laughs> always telling me I'm their favorite puppy. He's probably reading that wrong, don't you think? Um, yeah, I think because they tolerate him. They allow him to run all over him. And he could just want, he could, just because he's so young and you said, like, his first owner didn't have much time for him and he might be just, it might be really exciting, like, doggy daycare compared to where he was. And so he might not know anything else. Right. I would love another dog in the house. I don't want to be alone. Yeah, that's for sure. When I'm alone, I'm sad. Um, I wouldn't mind children, but would they play rough? Sometimes I don't know what to do with children. Sometimes I'm scared of pounding feet. But I love training exercises. Yeah, we do that. I love it when Karen calls me and makes me do things. Yeah, I call him Sparknut. He said that he would like to be to to be called and be asked to do lots of things. I want to okay. train a lot. I would even like to run alongside a bicycle. Is he too little like for that? Um, well, he's he's little, but you know he's he's showing signs of having you know those knee issues where they have the ligaments oh, the that are stuck. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, you know, I don't know if that was a. It's obviously he came to me with it because every time he jumps on it wrong or anything. But this dog, it doesn't stop him. He climbs the tallest X pins I have. Uh, there's no no stopping this guy. He can get out of anything. Um, and he definitely does not like being alone. But he is crate trained now, too, though. He happily goes into his crate, and he'll curl up and go to sleep when it's time for downtime. I love lots of teaching. Lots of what? Teaching. So if you teach him things, he's really happy. Oh, yeah, he is very, very attentive. When he knows you're focusing on him, he will pay attention. That's great. He sounds like a nice little dog. And so what happens with the luxated patellas if he needs surgery? Who takes care of that? Is the new owner? Well, at this point, you know, it's it's. I think he's too young for the surgery because bones are still growing and things like that, so he wouldn't mm-hmm. even be a candidate for that. I don't know that uh, as he grows it may wind up not being a serious issue. I mean, it definitely, like I said, he doesn't limp. It's just you could tell if you pick him up a certain way or he lands a certain way, you know, he'll give out a little bit of a yerp. But um, um, it doesn't he stop can maybe him. Grow out of it. <clears throat> what? He might need to grow out of it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. But we got to wait for his, his growth plates and stuff to stop growing. Um, don't want to go in there and mess with any bones or anything like that while while he's still growing. He says sometimes he feels like his hips are bigger than his shoulders. Uh, yeah, well, he's kind of a, yeah, he's a fluffy dog, that's for sure. He's got lots of hair, wiry hair. 
<laughs> and he gives oh, everything. He's like Velcro, walking Velcro. Everything attaches to him. Yeah, and he's going to make someone a nice dog as long as somebody puts some work into him, but that's in to work into any puppy. Yeah. Well, he, let me ask you something, though. There are certain things that he targets to chew on that he knows he's not supposed to have, and he'll go out of his way to get them when there's plenty of other things that he that he could grab to chew on or tear up. But he goes for magazines, my bills. I don't mind that so much. Um, and remote controls and cell phones. And the funny thing is, is that if you don't see him do it, he goes and hides them in different places so he can chew and tear them up later. <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out what the the behavior. Okay. okay, why is he doing that and why isn't he taking the bones around the house, right? Yeah, why is why is he taking these things and that he knows he's not supposed to have and hiding them and then when we're all sitting in the living room, then you'll hear him ripping paper in a corner somewhere. Uh, do you have And you'll bones find his stash under the couch. Does he have bones to chew on? Yeah, he's got plenty of things to chew on. He doesn't really want those. I love the way paper is in my mouth. It's chewy. And the remotes and stuff, I can really chomp on it. Yeah, I got the teeth marks to prove that. And I like how it has people's smell on it. Oh, okay. Oh, so the no cell phones. Okay, so what you want to do when when he's chewing things that are really bad for him is you picture them and you say that those are people things only and it's very, very bad if he chews them and imagine yourself very upset when he's chewing it. And then you, you can say... Do you think that maybe that's desi- it, it, it kind of fits in with his desire to be with somebody all the time? It might. It might having that because your human smell, your hand smell is on it so much. But you yeah. tell him that it's, it's really bad for it's really bad for him and then also it costs people a lot of money, and that might not be something that he understands right now, but yeah. you can't destroy people things. You have to go to the basket or to the area where all the toys are kept, and that's where you can chew things. Yeah. And so that's, well, I'm hoping that's, that, you know, you know, like I said, if people come to our event on Saturday, it starts at 12, ribbon cutting at 1230, um, he's going to be around, you know, hopefully meeting and greeting everybody and everybody got a chance to see him and stuff because he really, he really is a very sweet, sweet dog. There's not a mean bone in his body. Um, oh. So he's, he's I, just, he's got these little quirks and they're not bad. It's not like he's destroyed no, carpet. He's just, he's a busy terrier. Yeah, and he's a five-month-old puppy, you know. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Karen, where exactly, what's the address of the, of the, um, Shelter. It's it's actually yeah, the yeah, event yeah. here at our shelter. Um, it is at 705 East Santa Barbara Street, and that's in Santa Paula. And you'll see our signs on the building. It's it's taken such an amazing transformation. We took an abandoned building um, that had been abandoned, I guess, about 10 years, and, and have turned this thing around. You never even know it was abandoned. It's it's truly amazing what we've done, and the people that have have, have donated so much of their time and their materials to make this a reality. I mean, this is Ventura County's very first. Um, we're going to set the standard for no-kill shelters and hopefully turn Ventura County into a no-kill county. 
Oh, my gosh, Karen, that's so amazing. I'm so excited to go and see it. Oh, yeah. It's, give the, give very, the website very, very one proud more of time. it. Yeah. Give the website one more time. Uh, www.SantaPaulaARC.org. Great. Karen, thanks for calling in. Thanks for coming on and for all that you do. Oh, no problem. I just hope to see you there. Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Karen. All right. Thank you. So that's Karen at the Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center. Again, the website is santapaulaarc.org. If you live in the Southern California area, definitely come by to that event. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and for a great cause. Yeah, here, amazing. Here we go. Uh, sorry. <laughs> we're both like... Uh, <laughs> okay, we're casual here. It's a casual show. Um, let's go to our next caller since we want to get to as many as possible. Gillian, um, are you yeah, there? Hi. Yeah, hi. hi, I'm here. Hi. Hi there. Um, I, hi there, Laura. Um, thank you for having me on. I um, posted a picture of my... German Shepherd a couple of weeks ago on the site on the Facebook page. Um, okay. He, oh yeah, I, I see him. Yeah, Gentle Ben. And I was just uh, I've had him for about two months now, and I'm kind of curious if you can. Uh, well, one thing is how old he is because it's been debated. <laughs> okay. Um, well, he might not know how old he is because I'm not a psychic where I can just get information out of like psychic space. And uh-huh. the animals don't always know their exact age because when they're little, it's like infants. They don't necessarily watch time goes by. And with Southern California, it's hard with the seasons, too. It's not like in the East Coast where you have, like, freezing cold winters and you can say, like, the really cold winter is a year. Uh-huh. So, but we can ask him around how old he is. And how old do you think he is? Uh, around seven. Okay. And what was your other question for him? Well, he's um, he's very scared of my husband. We're working on that, and kind of want to know if there's anything he can tell me about that. And um, he also he's very sweet with all our other animals, um, but he really doesn't know how to play. And I'm kind oh. of not sure how to get him to play. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me get him and talk to him a little bit about those things. And when I tell my mom I like it how she pets me. Aww. I've had some rough people in the past. Mhm. The reason why I'm scared of my dad is because he's scary when he walks towards me. Oh. And he crouches at me scary. I think he's going to roll me. Roll him? Yeah, can you tell him not to do that? So that could be like an old school training method. Like, you know, some people out there teach that to alpha roll a dog, and that's to flip them over on their side and pull them down. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I personally don't believe in that method. I think that's a really good way to get bit or Mm -hmm. to injure your dog. Um, But he's sees like when your husband kind of leans for him, it reminds him of that, and so it scares him. Um, can your husband pet him and everything? 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's just that uh, if um, there's no growling, there's no uh, aggression towards my husband. It's just that if my husband walks in the room, then Ben like will take off with his tail between his legs and go into my office. And mm. so we have to like gently coax him in. And we're, he's, my husband's been um, handing, you know, putting out his dinner for him, but he will stay way far away until uh, my husband's out of the room. And and then he'll come in, and and he'll if my husband walks in the room, he'll kind of back away from his food, or or you know just sort of stare at him. And okay, that's from somebody training him really inhumanely, and then him getting confused. So uh, one of the most important things is to tell your husband that it's not personal. Yeah. And that a lot of this, and this is so important, that a lot of this can be helped just by your husband's body language. And so it's very, very, very important that he never walks straight on to him. So, for instance, like if you see dogs greeting each other at the dog park or when you're out anywhere, they greet nose to nose, nose to rear. They hang out at that rear. That's their handshake. Now, humans think it's completely natural to walk up with square shoulders right up to a dog's face and pet them. Very unnatural in body language dog world. So um, when your husband comes to him, it's a really good idea if he comes walking sort of sideways and averting his eyes. Eye contact also is going to send him away. Also, oh, wow. My son's been doing that. My, my adult son has actually done exactly that. And that he isn't is, having the issue with him. Oh, okay. That That is great. Yes, yes. And then the other thing is, Never bend with your torso because with scared dogs like this. Because if you notice when dogs get into a fight with one another or in dominant play, they'll throw a paw up on the other one's shoulder or they'll put a chin up on the other one's shoulder, and that's a form of dominance. And we think we're being so friendly when we bend at our torso and call our dog and look right at them. But to them, they take that as a dominant act and an assertive act, and they don't want to come to us, and they're being respectful by turning around and staying away from us. So if your husband wants to bend down towards him, it's really important he bends with his knees, not with his torso, and invert his eyes. He can look at him, look at his chest, and then look away, but don't look at him right in the eye. Okay. Okay, good. That's great. Thanks. And he um, has a stronger voice than my mom, he says. He has a stronger what? voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you can ask your husband to whisper around him or to lo- or to make his voice a little higher. I mean, we want to train him also that it's okay that men are louder, but um, if for training purposes... Okay. Let me tell him, though, that your husband is friendly. And then the other thing that's really important this, in this situation is that you want to watch bo- his body language, Ben's body language, and that's licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, stretching. We love those signals. You want to see those in Ben. And so when Ben does those on his own, you want to praise him. Um, good licking, good yawning, good calming. Now, you you may notice that when your husband walks in, his mouth probably closed, his body gets stiff, he starts to stare, whether off at your husband or off somewhere else. As soon as you do those signals, which is lack of calming, your husband wants to turn his 
wants to come Ben and tell him, I don't mean you any harm by turning his shoulder to him, or you can ask Ben to do a look at me so Ben can turn his head away from your husband so that he can learn to calm himself in those scary situations. Okay. I'm taking notes. I like to look at I'm good at doing that. So notice it when he does it and praise him for it. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm not as old as they say I am. Oh. I'm younger, but I was stressed, so I seem older. Yeah, he's he barely has any teeth at the very uh, bottom front. And we were wondering, like, if that was showing his age or if he was chewing rocks. or He was found out on the streets of Orange County um, by Irvine Animal Rescue. And so we do, we think he was an outdoor dog because he didn't understand about being inside or anything. Yeah, he um, says, I chewed a gate to get out. I chewed a gate to get out. Wow. And nowadays, I don't think that reading a dog's teeth is really that great of a... Um, of a way to tell how old an animal is unless they're young, because with all this good food that we feed them, Stormy would look like he's three years old or something. You know, well, yeah, I have, a, I have an Aussie that's, that's been almost 11 years old, and she's raised on, on organic, and she looks like she's three. Um, yeah, so to, right. So, so to, to see his teeth down to nubs, I, you know, it was like, wow, he's been around a while, long enough to chew, you know, to wear his teeth all the way down. So I was just kind of thinking that was it. But um, is there any um, anything he wants to play with um, to try and get him? Oh, yeah, about, about playing. So the thing with playing, too, is that um, it's really pointing out that licking and that yawning and the blinking in the eye so he can let his guard down and play. Now, it's mm-hmm. really very, very common for that old-school dog training, that dominance dog training with choke chains, pinch collars, giving animals corrections. What, those methods, what happens is that the dog doesn't learn to process new information. So when the dog doesn't sit, there's a jerk, and then the dog needs to sit. We, when we train like that, we don't train dogs that can actually think for themselves, and that's really scary because in, in new way dog training and the positive dog training, sometimes you wait 30 to 60 seconds before the dog sits because, you know, a car just went by or there's a smell, and, you know, he's got to think, like, what does that hand signal mean? What does that voice command mean? Oh, yeah, I remember it sits. You know, where old school dog training doesn't allow the dogs to process that. And so what happens is when you have dogs that have gone through that type of training, which I feel like Ben has, then they're scared to make any type of decision at all. And so so actual play would be even more frightening because you let your guard down and you just, you're not paying attention to your outside environment that much when you're playing. Um, so what we have to tell him is it's okay and that he will never, ever be treated like he was before. Well, does this apply to also playing with the other dog? Because Miley keeps trying to get him to play, and he just he kind of like shies away, like I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does because what happens with that old school dog training is, let's say you're asking your dog to sit, and um, and the dog hears like a motorcycle start up in the background, which most of the time people don't notice these things at all. That's why it's so important when you're training that you pay attention to the environmental noises and sights that are going around your dog. So let's say a motorcycle um, 
if somebody asks him to sit and there's like a motorcycle that starts up at pretty much at the same time, he might turn his head and lick. And at that same time, he's getting a jerk on the collar to sit because he didn't sit. So he just learned that licking and turning away when you're nervous about something gets punished. And old school dog trainers do it all the time and have no idea that they're scolding dogs for calming themselves. Mm. So calming signals, those licking, yawning, blinking their eyes, it's also the number one way dogs communicate with each other. So then he wouldn't feel secure about communicating with another dog because he doesn't think those signals are safe. Oh. Really common. You see them a lot in Shih Tzu trained dogs. I wouldn't say all of them because I know some people who do Shih Tzu and that are good trainers, but but um, you see it a lot in that old base Keeler method training. These are Milan training. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, so he's like okay, okay with. Oh, let sorry? me tell him it's okay. I'm going to tell him it's okay to play, and it's important that he does licking and yawning and blinking his eyes, and that he can play with the other dogs and let the dogs teach him how to play. And okay. that now that's time for his life to be completely new. That his life can be even more amazing than he ever than he ever has known it before. And now the rest of his life is going to be filled with happiness and licking and yawning and blinking his eyes and stretching and play bowing and playing with other dogs and getting used to men that are really friendly to him. And that's the really exciting thing is that he is really, really safe now. Mm-hmm. So, Gillian, uh, please call us back and let us know what happens. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I will. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, thank, thank you so much. You. Thank, okay. You. thank you. Okay, thanks. Oh, he loves the idea of playing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think she'd mentioned she got him from the German Shepherd of Orange County who we've had on before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, So we have five more minutes left. Um, So who would like to speak? Usually at this time we have words of wisdom. It originally used to be Stormy's words of wisdom, but then he got, you know, kind of annoyed that we had to, like, wake him up every time or whatever. I know, right? Well, I'm going to ask Stormy, though, what he thinks now. Okay. Stormy could still be the um, the delegator, you know. He can say, like, so-and-so should talk. The director. Stormy the director. Storm King is Laura's um, dog, for all of you who might be... Yeah, my Australian listening. shepherd. And he says that he was listening to our conversation. He says everyone should play with their dog when they're learning because then they like listening to their people. Oh. That's a good word, Dom. Mm-hmm. What uh, else, Stormy? Yeah, what else, Stormy? What else, Stormy? When you take medicine, feel like it's helping your body. So what he's saying is that if you decide to try a supplement, mm-hmm. you don't really do pharmaceuticals here, but if you decide to take, to try like a supplement, that you should really put the energy into believing that it's making your body healthy rather mm-hmm. than thinking, oh, this is not going to be what works or, oh, I'm still going to remain sick. But to really feel like it's helping and healing your body. His think positive. Think positive, yeah. That's what he always says. He always says, think positive. I know. 
And we actually do. Like when I give them their their all their supplements because they get all these mm-hmm. supplements, we're like, oh yeah, this supplement is healing your body. Look how yeah. healthy your cells are from these supplements. <laughs> That's so, awesome. <laughs> I have a, a quick question. Maybe you can ask Ripley. What is the deal okay. with her pawing at me? Because you know we've been talking about puppies and training and you know them listening and all this stuff. So I feel like it ties in. Um, I can't get her to stop. I've done the whole, you know, whenever she's not doing it to treat her and say, you know, good dog, whatever. But she's not. When is she she pawing you? Um, Basically, anytime she is like has energy, even if she's like gone for a walk or whatever, and she's just like kind of still like in the house and she sits next to me, she'll start pawing at me. But she's sitting usually, or will she be standing and doing it? Oh, she'll be sitting. Like, she'll come up on the couch, sit next to me, and then paw at me. Okay. I would hold her, take, like, her little paw, Mm -hmm. right? And then, like, not her paw, like, more like her shoulder, elbow area, and actually guide it back down. And Mm -hmm. while you guide her back down, say, no, on the floor, or put give a command to it, or off. Be off mm-hmm. is probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then off and sort of evil eye her a little bit when you're telling her off. And then take a let go, take a couple of breaths, and then good off if she remains at being off. We okay. tell her you're gonna do that. I'm gonna tell her that that hurts. Yeah, I tell her it hurts and she sees that it hurts me. to say, Mom, I love you. I'm petting you. <laughs> well, it hurts. I'm telling me. you, you're too strong, and it hurts, Mommy. You yeah. should teach her shake, too, so that she knows shake on command. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll think about this. <laughs> I hope so. But I like to be able to use my paws. I'm telling her that it's really important that she keeps them down because she's hurting and that her paws scratch. Yeah, she really hurts me with those paws, and she's so strong. So that's good. Thanks, Ripley. Please listen. I'm doing my best. Tell my mom I like it when she scratches the inside of my ears. Okay. I'll do that. I was doing that earlier today. That's probably why she's talking about that. Um, before time runs out, I just wanted to mention everything you heard on the show today will be available on thepetpsychic.com. So all the information about um, our rescue today and um, we'll have a little summary of the show later on Blog Talk if you want to come and re-listen or tell your friends about it. If you have any other, um, if you guys know of any rescue groups that want to be on the show, please email us at petpsychicradio at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening and hanging out on our show. We'll be here next week, same time, same place. Anything, Laura? Yeah, just think and be positive. Think and be positive. Picture everything that you say. Talk to the animals, picture everything you say, and think and be positive. Sounds great. Okay, see you guys next week. (laughs) I talk to the animals.